This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by rock sponsor Subsplash. Subsplash is a technology company that provides software solutions for churches and nonprofit organizations. Connect with Subsplash today at rockrms.com slash sponsors. Welcome back for a special edition of Rockcast, where we talk to staff and community members who are doing big things in the rock community. Special people. Special, special people. Special podcast. Yes. Thank you, John. I'm Emily Foreman. That was John oh, Edmiston. Sorry. And our special guest today is Marcus Lee. Marcus is our web and mobile manager here on the Spark staff. Welcome, Marcus. Thank you. So what does a web and mobile manager do? I don't know. Why don't you tell me? I think it's web and mobile, right? Yes, web and mobile. <laughs> so did, the, I say, did I not say web and mobile? No, you did. You did. Okay. It just seemed obvious, so I just thought I'd ask an obvious question. <laughs> okay. But I would say, you know, we, we've been doing websites for many years, but when we hired Marcus, it was great because it was the first time we could really release that to make sure that it was done well, done correctly. And it's just been such a pleasure to have you on the team. And now you're leading a whole small team of, of people to help with. It's yes. pretty exciting. Yeah, it's been great, great being here. It's been, it's been a journey and it's been exciting. So. so Marcus, I think we're coming up on a year of you being uh, on the team working with Spark, right? Yeah, just about. We're almost there. Almost. almost. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. Time's been flying. I know. Yeah. It still feels like almost like yesterday, kind of. Yeah. Except for we're moved like all the way down the office now. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. So they're saying like the days go by, or days are long and the years are quick. Yes. That's exactly what's been going on here. Yeah. And we've we've grown our office space like twice, I think, since you came on. Yes. And it's all been, we haven't moved. We've just been blowing out walls and moving down the hall. Right. Yes, and blowing out walls while we're in the middle of working. Yes. Which has been fun. Yeah, that's exciting. We even actually hosted a masterclass before we had doors at the end of the corridor. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. That was a little awkward. It was, but we didn't move people in to that area. Yet. Yeah, just the fact that you could see the metal studs was not to the bar that we usually like to have. Well, the awkward thing with um, renting property and not owning it, especially if it's in a reasonable nonprofit rental rate area, is that the building managers are going to do what the building managers are going to do in the time frame they're going to do it. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy stories during that last build out, like just yeah. weird, wild stuff. I'm not yeah. sure it's all been totally resolved yet. Either. Oh no, it's just there's still a punch list yet yeah. to do. Yeah. Or the fact that last week Nick got locked out of his own office <laughs> because the doors, when when you push them too close to the wall, locked themselves, and then the cleaning people for some reason decided it would be great to shut all the doors in the whole office, locked him out. We don't have a key for that that office. And then when we went to ask for the key, they're like, "Well, you're gonna have to get a locksmith to make a key." It's like, "Well, should we get a key? Like, like at least one." I get it. if we if we messed up or we wanted to rekey, like you know, like, I get it. But there's just stories all the time. You never there know. There are. You never yeah. know. Yeah. Sometimes it's 
Well, Marcus, that's just to say thanks for joining us on the adventure. Yeah, <laughs> it's great to be here. Yeah. <laughs> the story's in the trenches. We can't really let on some of the time. It's yeah. pretty good, though. All right. So, Marcus, tell us how you came to run across Spark. Um, so, I had spent about a year between the last agency that I was with um, and then when I contacted you guys and just doing freelance and helping launch businesses on the East Coast and then I decided it was time to be part of a team again. Um, and Spark is actually not too far from my house and I didn't want a really long commute, especially since prior to that, my commute was walking from my bedroom to my office. <laughs> <laughs> kind of hard to beat. Sure. Yeah. So uh, the area you guys were advertising in the area and uh it looked like a really good company to to work for and so that's kind of how it started yeah yeah i liked what your your um values were that was really important to me mm -hmm. so yeah. we always interview kind of values first where i was interested in like just knowing who a person is and how they fit we really like to build that compatibility in the team so yeah yeah, I put my uh, my best uh, value-based uh, costume on for the interview. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you call Lederhosen? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awkward. He didn't really wear that to the interview. Just starting a rumor. So, Marcus, tell us a little bit about what your average workday might look like here. Uh, so I come in at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Starting rumors back at us. Huh? <laughs> um, no, but I do come in around seven, mm -hmm. uh, seven or seven thirty, and then it's emails, checking the reports of how our projects are doing, which some of them make me a little sad, and some of them make me happy. <laughs> um, and then after that, I kind I go through all of our Asana tasks. Um, that are across the web development team or the web design team and uh, see, especially for the projects that are in testing phases to see what's coming from the clients. And then usually by the time I'm doing that, it's time to do our daily standup on our team. And so we do our standup and kind of go over what went well yesterday or what didn't go so well yesterday and then what everybody's trying to accomplish for that day. And um and then after that, it's usually for me, it's off to the races, either designing or coding or having random meetings with John in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Um, that's most, and then a lot of answering questions. Sometimes I use the back door so I don't get stopped by people walking down the hallway trying to get to, <laughs> trying to, get to my office. <laughs> yep, the team's gotten a little bigger since you first started, yeah. I think. Well, it's a very dynamic area too. I mean, not only is, is are the tools for the websites, you know, getting more and more within Rocket each version, but now with the mobile, it's another new area that is taking up you know a lot of time in learning. Right. And, yes, and we're still building that out, so we need help from your team trying to determine what the uh, requirements would be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've been having a blast. You know, just seeing what we can and can't do in mobile and then uh, working to see what we can get expanded to make things even more flexible for the churches who are going to be using Rock Mobile. So we're excited on that one. Mm -hmm. Pretty great. And I know we have 
we had a great response from churches that were interested in being a part of the launch projects, helping to fund the build out of features. And so you probably have had a chance to connect with a couple of those too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Got a couple of those and there's a few that might have to wait a little bit further down the line. Yeah. <laughs> you know, requirements wise. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Some have a lot of requirements. Some have a few and. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No two churches are the same. No, no. Even when they think they're the same, they're not. <laughs> That's true. And it, it might not be the same from today to tomorrow sometimes. That's actually very common. In basically every project that we've done, the church has had some sort of change internally hmm. during the project. So it's changed either the scope of the project or some of the requirements from their team. So it's been interesting. Or maybe who's approving it or. Yes. Yeah. 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 So like you said, a very dynamic place to be. (laughs) So Marcus, you had the opportunity to attend your first rock conference last month. Yes. What were your impressions? These people are wild. (laughs) 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 No, it was great. It was, it was really, it was actually a, great time being able to connect with the community members and just see how excited they were about rock in general, about learning more about it. Some of the, uh, the tracks, I know that the rooms were over capacity, like chair wise, um, which is just wild to see like, okay, people really, really, really were interested in all of that. So it, it made me happy to see. Yeah, people love getting together at that event. Yes. We try and explain it to the staff ahead of time if they haven't been yet, but I don't I don't know that we have the right words to do it justice. Yeah, you, you have to experience it. I think you do. Yeah. I, I don't know that there is anything that you could have told me prior to the conference that would have exactly prepared me for how the conference hmm. totally was. What was the biggest surprise? Um... Probably the enthusiasm of the community members was probably the biggest surprise for me. I knew that just kind of, you know, being in Rocket Chat and seeing, you know, people helping each other back and forth. I knew that, like the community was there, but just seeing like the enthusiasm is just how it was really expressed at the conference. Yeah. It's a very open, welcoming place. Yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. You don't really run into that type of community too many places. I'm trying to think if I've ever run into anything like that anywhere before i mean with raving fans this is like a book called that it's it's, kind of reminds me what it is like they're just fans of what they do what they get to work on the community itself is a fan of the of the community that's like it just perpetuates energy and our job is to just run and get out of the way (laughs) because it it could roll us over you know right um just try to meet the needs as much as we can but it's it's yeah it is hard to describe i think that's what a lot we hear the same thing from a lot of the sponsors they like, oh, we yeah. hear community, but then we come here and it's like, oh my gosh, this is this is really community. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably the biggest surprise we have up our sleeve for staff who haven't yet been. Yeah. And, and you it, survived. So I survived. It's a bonus deal. Yeah. <laughs> so Marcus, tell us a little bit about your family. So I've got four kids from ages two all the way up to fifteen. So I've got one who's 
getting ready to learn how to drive and one who thinks that she should already be able to drive. <laughs> <laughs> and then the two in the middle are just not interested in driving at all. So it's, it's, it's really interesting there. Um, I have a beautiful wife, Megan, and uh, she really keeps me like grounded because um, I tend to be like a dreamer but not grounded in a, hey, those dreams are never going to work, but think through that a little bit because sometimes I do kind of get off the rails and just try random crazy things. Um, she makes sure that I don't get on ladders that are way too high. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> you know. We appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes she reminds me that stacking ladders is not a good oh, thing. Oh, so, no. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Things like that. Yeah. Um, but in general, uh, we, things are really wild around our house with the four kids. We have three dogs. Um, so there's always some sort of chaos. So peace and quiet might be a little hard to come by in some days. Most days, there's no such thing as peace and quiet. <laughs> These are the good days. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you do for fun in your free time? Uh, typically, it has something to do with hanging out with the kids. Mm -hmm. um, we do dance parties. That's uh, awesome. Really? Yes. How do you get an invite to said dance party? Um, you just show up, apparently, because... Oh. Sometimes, like, the cousins will show up, and then they're just in the dance party. Huh. It's just what happens. Coworkers? You know, I think my address is on file, although it says that I live in the UK, so that might be kind of... <laughs> <laughs> we, we figured that out. Okay. We, got that, we got that adjusted, yeah. <laughs> dance party in the UK. That sounds hey, good I, to I me, too. I would sign up for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably, like, our, our biggest thing. Um, for a while there... Uh, like house projects, renovating a house. We just renovated a house up in Flagstaff. Um, so I like to do things like that for fun. Yeah. I think I remember you saying you got a lot of help from your two-year-old in that renovation yes. project. Yes, we almost started a YouTube channel called Scarlet Helps. <laughs> <laughs> um, Being the youngest is hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She She really tries. She really does. She just doesn't understand some of the like general concepts. You know, we're not just taking a hammer and trying to put it through a wall. Um, we're trying to, you know, put nails in or take nails out specifically. Um, paint rollers mm. are made for the walls or the ceilings, but not rugs. Oh, that's a good lesson to know. Yes. Yes, that room has a brand new rug now. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to learn by doing. And she has probably learned that now, I bet. I, it, she's learned much. So <laughs> there you go. Isn't there a whole branch of art that's experiential art? Isn't that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're raising an experiential artist. Oh, man. Maybe. <laughs> that's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> So what about other hobbies you've had? I know lately you haven't had time for a lot of the passions that you've had, but I know you're a gifted artist too. So other hobbies, one of my big things is I generally, generally end up turning my hobbies into my work. Mm. Yeah. So uh, for a while, one of my hobbies was restoring motorcycles. And I turned that into like a side gig for a couple of years where I would buy motorcycles that needed to be fixed or restored or something and put those together and sell them just to make money on the side. Uh, even though I enjoyed 
writing a lot. So uh, same thing with cars. I, I very hands-on type person. Um, I used to be really big into music. I enjoy music a lot now, just listening to it, not as much playing it or making it. Explain really into music. Really into music. So um, one of the things I'm working right on right now is actually speaking, like public speaking. And um, part of that for me is learning an NF song because it has many cadences in it and there are a lot of words <laughs> for a short period of time. Um, so I am actually enjoying learning that song a lot. That's cool. Yeah. So it's, it's fun. And I know John is really excited for that concert. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> I'm an NF fan. I like, I like to hear it. Is this concert happening here in, in our world headquarters of Spark? I believe so. I hope so. Maybe we should live broadcast. Maybe it. we should. How do I find out more information on this? We need a website. Oh, who makes the website? I wish I knew someone. I who? don't know that I know anybody who makes websites. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just haven't seen any concert posters on the walls yet. So, hmm. duly noted. Hmm. We might have to look into that. Yeah. Yeah. If you knew anybody that could design one. <sighs> Designers, those guys. <laughs> <laughs> but you also played in the band for a long time too, didn't you? I did. I, I played in a band for, oh, I don't even remember how many years, a lot of years. We got signed to a record label. Um, we had some interesting phases with uh, vocalists in the band. So our band actually ended up most of us ended up working for the label, hmm. either doing artist development or production or as songwriters for other artists um, in the time that we were trying to get everything back together, you know, work in the right way for our band. So um, after that, I ended up owning multiple recording studios. I had three recording studios running at the same time here in the Valley. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So... I was very, very into music then. Yeah. That's what I meant by what do you mean into music? <laughs> kind of pulling things out of this guy. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of a private person. So that's that's one of those things. Until the concert. Until the concert. Right. Yeah. Once or this podcast. Or this podcast apparently is. <laughs> <laughs> How many instruments do you play? Um so I grew up playing every single brass instrument. Uh, a few woodwind instruments. In my living room right now, I have two guitars, a bass guitar, a piano, a drum set. And I feel like there's something else in there. Wow. Probably a recorder or something. Any chairs? Chair, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, we have a big sofa. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of instruments. Yeah. And we have, there's others that are packed away in the closets and in the garage and stuff. Wow. Do your kids play stuff? Um, but they're all learning. They're all learning. So Daniel is learning trombone right now. Quinn did uh, cello for a while, but she's actually mm. more into singing and uh, she's been learning piano. Scarlett naturally plays everything, which has been really interesting. She has very good, very good rhythm. And she uh, is good at matching pitches. 
Huh. So that's that's that'll be fun. fun to see develop. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cassia is very artistic and she likes to sing, but she doesn't play anything. Mm. Yeah, you have a very musical house, hence the dance parties, I guess. Yes, yes, yes. We sing alongs are sort of another thing that the kids like to do a lot. Cool, yeah. Well, Marcus, we are thrilled to have you on the team. And I know the community yes. is very interested to meet you if they didn't at the conference. Now they get to know you a little bit better here. I'm sure there are many more things you could tell us, but uh, we'll have to come back for that another day. Another day. But you can know a lot more about Marcus if you work with him on a project, doing That's websites true. or mobile. So Yes. True. That is true. Some of those little private things come out just a little bit whenever I get into conversations mm. with people about their websites. and. Mm. Yeah. And maybe not everyone realizes that we do rock websites for churches. I think that's one of the things that has been um, uh, a little bit less promoted than some of the other things. But Sparkability Group does build rock websites. Yes. We are building lots of great rock, rock websites. I'm yes. excited about a few that are getting ready to launch right now. So, yeah, they're Very fun. Cool. So if you're looking for one, like, can we just put a plug out here for you? Yes. Yes, if you're looking for a rock website, you can get in contact with either myself or with Jason. <laughs> yes. But you can check us out on sparkabilitygroup.com and get more information there. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us today. And thanks for having me. And you, community, can join us next time we have a special edition podcast to learn a little bit more about the people we work with. This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock sponsor IT OneSource. Any IT products and services solutions can be acquired through IT OneSource. Connect with them today at rockrms.com/sponsors. <laughs>